Hi everyone, welcome to Val's Tales. I'm Val Fortelli, writer of these stories. I'm Val's sister, Wendy Walker, and I'm the narrator. And Wendy's daughter, Jazz, is our producer. Every fortnight, we'll bring you a new story. Sometimes funny, sometimes sad, always thought-provoking. Hello, here we are again. Where we got up to? We're on season two, week five now. Doesn't time fly? It doesn't it just? Uh, what's the story this week? Oh yes, I remember. It's Pearl's a Singer. Oh, I used to love that song, Elkie Brooks. That's the one. Ooh. I did actually meet her and I knew her many years ago. But this song always pulls me in. It gives me the impression of smoky nightclubs. And then finally hitting the big time after years of hard work. I love it. Yeah, me too. Well, I'm interested now to uh, <laughs> to get on with it. Okay, here we go. Over to you then. I hope you enjoy both the story and the music that inspired it. Pearl's a singer. Her name wasn't really Pearl. It was actually Euphemia Arbuthnot, which was a bit of a handful for anyone, let alone a shy teenager. Ours was a mixed school, and when the hormones kicked in, the boys were more interested in the girls who were developing into women than a skinny, flat-chested Billy No-Mates. She wasn't well-educated and struggled with basic reading and writing, so didn't even fit in with the nerd set. The only time she did excel was in our music lessons. Lacking in the confidence to belt it out, it was often difficult to hear her, but I had the feeling if ever she really let loose, inside the mouse was a powerful voice. Our mothers were friends, and one day Mum asked me to call at her house and return a dish she'd borrowed. There was no answer to my knock, so rather than have to make another trip, I went round the back to see if anyone was in. That's when I heard it. The music was playing full blast, but her voice was even louder. I listened for a few minutes until she noticed me standing by the open sliding doors. Oh, it's you, she said, blushing bright red as she quickly shut the radio off. Was that you singing, I asked, although I knew it was. Uh, I like that song, so I was just humming along with it. Is, is that Mum's bowl? She'll be back soon. I'll put it in the kitchen so she sees it when she gets in. Why don't you sing like that at school? You've got a great voice. What, and give them something else to make fun of? No, I'll stick to when there's no one about, thanks very much. I'd better get on with my homework. See you in class tomorrow. Over time, we became not exactly friends, but she gained the courage to let me listen to her practising and even accompany her on my guitar occasionally, although I wasn't up to her standard. I didn't see her so much when we left school and then her parents moved away and I forgot all about her when I went to college. Despite all the partying, I obtained my university degree, worked hard and ended up with a worthwhile job. Eventually, I set up my own successful engineering business. But despite becoming a grown-up, still enjoyed jamming on my guitar at the local pub when they had the open mic nights. Two friends from my school days joined me to form our own band and although we knew we'd never make the big time, it was a welcome break from the stress of everyday life. Mitch was our vocalist and was friends with a record producer who had been well-respected in his time but hadn't represented a major artist in decades. Although he had a good voice, Mitch had no showbiz ambitions 
but it did provide the introduction to the producer's daughter, who was a stunner, and they got engaged. His future father-in-law was partly responsible for his stagnite, and it was at the burlesque club we visited in the early hours that I caught up with another old school friend. The venue itself was rather sleazy, but the voice belting out as we descended to the basement was something else. While the rest of the lads downed exorbitantly priced booze as if it was going out of fashion, I sat enthralled at the husky, jazzy sound emitting from the evening-gowned lady accompanying herself on the piano. Something about the pathos in the voice evoked memories, although it was difficult to see the singer in the smoky, subdued lighting. The crowd was raucous and ignored the artiste trying to entertain them, but I forgot their rudeness as I became enveloped in the music. Hey, Pete, don't sit there, Mooney, it's your round, Mitch said. Don't worry about it, Peter, his future father-in-law told me. I'm picking up Tab. Mitch, I'd better make the most of it, cos once he marries my daughter, he can wave his crazy bachelor days goodbye. You seem more interested in Pearl singing than drinking. She's good, isn't she? Is that her name, Pearl? She's brilliant. There's something about her voice which reminds me of someone I used to know. To be honest, I think she's too good for this place. I'm trying to pull in a few favours from some old friends in the business and sign her up for recording contract. Right, same again all round. By three in the morning, we'd all had enough, and with the boys so drunk, I was pleased to hear our transport home would be arriving shortly. As we were collecting our coats, recorded music replaced the live singer who passed by me as she left the stage. Hello, Pete. Long time no see, she said. Euphemia! I thought I recognised the voice. How are you? Oh, you've changed a bit since our school days. Loved your act. Thanks. I'm surprised you even noticed with the noise your group was making. What was it, a stag do? Yeah, sorry about that. Let me make it up to you by taking you out for dinner one evening. You look great. Pete, hurry up, the minibus is waiting, Mitch interrupted. It's a long walk home if you miss it. I'd like that, Pearl replied. I'm here most weekends. Don't keep your friends waiting. Nice to see you again. And you, I replied as I was dragged away. I'll be in touch. It was several weeks before I had a chance to return to the club and then the voice from the cabaret wasn't the one I was expecting. Where's Pearl tonight? I asked the barman. Too good for the likes of us now, mate, he replied. Made a record. I hear she's all set for the big time. Have you got a phone number I could reach her? No, sorry. You could try her agent. Yes, sir. What can I get you? He turned away to serve another customer, so I downed my drink and left. Over the following weeks, Pearl's song was played regularly on the radio and gradually climbed up the charts. It reached number 22 before disappearing without trace. Meanwhile, I was best man at Mitch's wedding and he settled down to married bliss, leaving our bachelor days behind us. We still meet up for a jam session a few times a year and occasionally Pearl will join us if we can get a babysitter. Things moved quickly when we met again at Mitch's reception and we were married within the year. Our twins were closely followed by a daughter and then another son, so with four children under eight, she had her hands full. Do you ever regret giving up your singing career? I asked her one night. <laughs> Not really. I wasn't cut out for all the publicity side. But I'm grateful it brought you back into my life. Anyway, 
Who says I've given it up? She smiled as our youngest woke up and showed he'd inherited her powerful lungs. Lullaby time, I think. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying these stories, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Podbean or our YouTube channel. You can also follow Val's Tales on social media. Details coming up.